I'm more ready to talk about whether or not DMX is actually alive than I am to talk about Monster Hunter. I've never wanted to have sex with a pot pie, but like, I'd have sex with that pot pie. We're all weak to stepping on nails. Let me preface this by saying I wrote a script. Daytona Beach is like two mild inconveniences for being a post-apocalyptic wasteland anyway. So many of my tabs say semen. Are you guys ready for this weird horny adventure that we're all about to go on? You can't handcuff me for skanking. This motherfucker gaslights you. Diet Coke and Sorrow will be chapter four. And against all odds, Kyle, we became those squirrely weirdos. This whole podcast is a very negative mouthfeel. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and how the fact that the world took Prince Philip and DMX from us on the same day is a better example of cosmic justice than the Flag Smashers acknowledging that hashtag Thanos did nothing wrong. Also, this is the time where I say I wrote this joke before DMX's manager got on Instagram and said, wait, no, guys, DMX is still alive. That was like two days ago. It was two days ago. And then and then and then there was and then there was an official pronouncement of death. Was there? Okay, yeah. so I I just Yesterday. googled I just googled it and was like, "Is DMX still alive?" <laughs> and the most recent article is DMX is still alive, according to his manager. Oh my god! So All right, hold on. I, well, I don't know if because Julie told me Thursday night, and then it was Friday that he that like it officially got announced. <laughs> so I was very confused because I didn't see anything until Friday morning, but Julie was like. DMX is dead. And I was like, well, yeah, he's been in a coma all week because he OD'd again. But mm-hmm. he's yeah, not. His, he, he's, his official death was two days ago as of right. recording. Uh, April 9th. Okay. Well, to, just to date in, that. In this moment, then rest in peace, DMX. Uh, you you hip hop yeah. legend, you. Anyway, um, you know, you know, the best thing about DMX, now that we're now that we're going to go around the circle and say our favorite thing about DMX. Is, is it <laughs> is it his cover of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer? It, that is that's top mine. five. Yeah. Yeah. Top top five. Mine is going to say that he had planned a boxing match against George Z- Zimmerman, where he said he would oh, break yeah. all of the rules and murder him. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And George Zimmerman bitched out. That is yeah. absolutely my favorite DMX fact. There yeah. was some sort of quote that he was going to like break all the rules and kill him in the ring. Uh, <laughs> it was like, yeah, all right. It was, it was something about like, yeah, I'm going to kick his ass. I'm going to break all the rules so I can kick his ass harder. I don't care about the rules. And <laughs> I don't know awesome. if murder ever got thrown, thrown around, but. Um, uh, trivia fact. Do you know what the D stands for in DMX? Is it Dave? It's not, it is not <laughs> Dave Matthews Xavier. That is not. His <laughs> It is Dark Man X. That is the oh, that is what yeah. DMX stands All for. Right, cool. What you what you really want? That's uh, uh, my favorite Wolverine villain. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, we're done. All right, so now that this episode is officially dedicated to hip hop legend DMX, listeners, this may be a little early in the episode to peek behind the metaphorical curtain, but we have a long-standing bit here at DT exclamation point HQ where if an episode topic comes around where three guys know a lot about the subject and one guy knows nothing, that guy usually hosts. Well, much to my dismay and the dismay of Andrew, I still haven't caught on to the Monster Hunter Rise hype. Now, I'd like to be clear that I have actually played this game. I just don't like it. But 
because it is the hot search engine optimized video game of the month, it's the topic of today's episode. Now, Matt, have you just tried hitting monsters with more weapons? I think you'd like it if you just hit more monsters with weapons. That is that. What did we? The sunk cost fallacy. We talked about that yeah, a couple episodes this, ago, and that's what it's you're why doing pe- to me. it's why people join cults or stay in cults. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and it's why yeah. I've sunk three hundred hours into Monster Hunter World Iceborne. My God, and drug multiple friends down with you. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, joining me today to talk about Digital Dinosaur Safari are Todd Ron Perlman Thomas, Kyle T I Harper. And Andrew, the guy who played young William Stryker in the second gen X-Men movies, Henderson. Man, if I had a nickel for every time somebody <laughs> called me that. Um, Matt, can I take this one? I know the answer to this one. Yeah, go ahead. It's actors in the Monster Hunter movie. This oh, is starring okay. Mila Jovovich. Yeah, is it? Yeah. People, people you may or may not have known are in the Mila Jovovich 2020 I, Monster Hunter movie. I need to see this movie, but I'm too much of a coward to go to an actual movie theater right now. Uh, is it on any streaming service that isn't Paramount Plus because I'm not paying for that? I don't think so. What's You better believe I'm going to buy it on DVD at Target for $5. (laughs) (laughs) What does... Who does Ron Perlman play? I don't know. I don't know. A grizzled old old monster hunting veteran. It's like Doom. They didn't give it a story. (laughs) It's not like it's the story of the original monster hunter because there isn't one, but it's just like people that they made up. I want want Ron Perlman to play one of the monsters. Like one of the monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Ron Perlman as Rathalos. Yeah. And it just has oh, Ron Perlman's face. Good. And he just like, gives, it's like a Rathalos, but like a Ron Perlman chin. With, yeah, with a Ron Perlman chin. He just gives like one monologue in like a fever yeah. dream sequence. He, and he and tweets awesome it. shit to Donald Trump. <laughs> 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 oh, boy. Um, well, while the image of Ron Thalos dances in my head, <laughs> I good. may not know much about monster hunting. I do know something about a fictional pet store where you can buy all sorts of wacky pets. And if the targeted Facebook marketplace ad I saw this morning is to be believed, our old friends at the Shut Up Todd Pet Store <laughs> just got a whole new shipment of exotic monsters into their adoption center. So today I ask you, friends. What Monster Hunter monster will you be bringing home today to be your new domesticated pet? Also, I looked at the episode of when we first brought up uh, the Shut Up Todd pet store so that uh-huh. I can say I'm- if if you don't know this bit, you can go mm-hmm. back to this episode. I don't remember what number it, it was. was Please stop trying to domesticate my nearsighted son. Which I think yeah, is 25. Uh, it is 32. Mm-hmm. 32. Um, okay, cool. Good call. Yeah. All right. So my dudes, Palamutes and Palicos are old news. I'm looking for something new and exciting to spice up my fictional bachelor life. Please tell me a bit about the monster you've adopted, how you've had to change your day-to-day life to care for this monster, and most importantly, why I should adopt one myself. Todd, I'll start with you. You know, Matt, when they oftentimes they'll say that that people resemble their pets. And so when I walked into <laughs> the Shut start. Up Todd, yeah, the sh- when I walked into the Shut Up Todd pet store, um, they, you know, it only took me just like a few minutes to figure out who was going to be my new my new take home pet friend, um, which uh, they recognized me when I walked in. They asked how how my Lakitu was doing, um, which I said he's still <laughs> doing he's still doing upside down handstand push ups. And so 
as I walked in past the various uh, Lakitu's doing, or we said it's Lakitu's, whatever. Uh, as well, we, your your version is Lakitu. Yeah, my version is Lakitu. Um, Lakitu as I walked me. in, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> I walked past a series of them doing standing upright rows. I found myself, you know, in the section labeled wyverns and and, you know, they were just left, right and center. All these options. There were, you know, there were lizards. There were lizards made of rock. There were <laughs> lizards made of fire. There were lizards made of webbing. There were dragons. There were dragons made of rock. <laughs> there were dragons. Anyway, Matt, you get the point. And so that was when I finally saw a young Baroth, and it was named Barry. Barry the Baroth. And so if you're not familiar with the Baroth, it is a T-Rex made out of stone. Is probably the best way I can describe this to you. Um, and so, Matt, you know, me being a guy that enjoys going for runs and, and truly hates being hot, I was immediately drawn to this T-Rex made out of stone that will rapidly charge anything that threatens it and enjoys burrowing into the mud to avoid overheating. So. Took this small young Baroth home, just a small little little pup, and uh, obviously Barry lives outside right now in our backyard um, because you know couldn't have him burrowing inside the floors. We would never get our deposit back. But Matt, the best thing about this is this works. This works really really well. Baroth loves the mud, and as you know, here in the state of Ohio, we are currently experiencing mud season. It is mud so. season. I can confirm it. We are heavily in mud season. Yeah, so I got to tell you, if you were to choose a, a new wyvern to take home with you, it's got to be a Barath. Um, I just know that, that penned up outside with a little bit of uh, a little bit of space, no threatening loud noises um, and a little bit of mud. It'd be a good addition to your home. Uh, it's, so it's got this wild like shelf looking head. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it looks a little bit like and this is this is my own weird thing. So if nobody else gets it, that's fine. But it looks a little bit like a deviant art version of the Pokemon Loudred, but caught mm. tree man disease and became tree man deviant art Loudred. Do that Google searching okay. on your own and I, see if you agree. with. I'm me. going to pass I, on that. I followed one. I followed that train of thought. I, cool. I see how you got there. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Loudred. Yeah. Uh, Todd, do you keep anything on that weird shelf head of it? Well, oh, I think you're, you're, is it a place for your trinkets? You know, um, I haven't taken Barry yet to obedience classes. We're still trying to get past the rapidly charging at me phase. But I really do think that after some like, you know, a couple weekends a month at the local Petco, they could really make some good progress. And um, we could. I think I think we could really the, the possibilities are near endless. However, the issue is like on top of that, that head shelf, you see those little like pores up there those are barry's nostrils and so oh. um you just gotta really oh, okay. like be mindful about what you put on top of that because like you know i'm sure your pet wouldn't want you to like stack ornate plates on top of your nose <laughs> if yeah. it impeded your breathing that's fair yeah. that's fair huh todd one last question can you just give me like a rundown how big is barry well currently it's just a puppy just a little pup is that what you call small barrett's Oh, it's, I mean, it, until you find a different answer, yes. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll take that. And just use a little pup. Um, the you know the owner wasn't really like clear how big Barry would grow to. Um, when I said that we have a two bedroom townhouse, uh, they said, "Oh, we're sure that'll probably be fine." 
Um, but then they also made me sign the thing that I couldn't return Barry. So uh, um, shut up, Todd. You know. Pet stores no return policy on notorious. problematic pets is is notorious. Yeah, yeah. it's it's the print is so small. <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> and they si- they, they put stuff in front of the sign behind the counter too. They they really get you. Yeah. All right. Well, I am. I'm not out on the idea of a Barith. I I like a Barith. It it seems cool so far. Kyle, tell me a little bit about what you adopted because I'm really playing the market here. I'm window shopping right okay. now. I want to hear what you got. Well, so as you guys know, and as most of our listeners probably know, I live in Colorado, so it's it's gets colder than than where you guys are in Ohio. Um, and as, as you also know, I rent a modest two bedroom apartment on the third floor of an apartment complex. Um, so as such, when we went to pick out a new pet at Shut Up Todd Pet Store, um, we decided the best thing for us is the largest fanged beast they had, a <laughs> <Smart>. gameth. <laughs> uh, I just Googled a gameth, and it is absolutely just divine beast Veruta from breath of the wild yeah it's like a, it's the same thing it's a big woolly mammoth um I get it, that reference it's made to it lives in the cold um so we you know great pet for here in colorado um and it's it's again the largest fanged beast they had um so naturally we had to make some space for it so we moved our living room set into one of our bedrooms so that we'd have room for all the food this thing eats um trunks lives outside actually trunks is the name i gave to um, the gameth we got um we feed trunks off of our balcony he lives by the tree outside our complex and so far he's only maimed two dogs four joggers and a freshman girls cross-country team so he hasn't been too aggressive like we were worried about and our downstairs neighbors moved out from all the commotion. So it's kind of been a win-win. Cool. Yeah. Um, was, so, uh, go was ahead. A full team? <laughs> it's a small, it's a small <laughs> school. Did, did he maim every <laughs> single one of them? Well, it was the freshman girls team. They were all running together. And, and yeah, it, it, they, <laughs> they, weren't, they weren't hard to catch. I, I tried to it's, warn them. I shout, I, so, it, so it was the JV team is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I tried to warn them, but they weren't they wouldn't listen to me. And, and he, Trunks got them. And my lawyers say I shouldn't say much more about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really have a ton to say about this. This what's it called? A gameth. A, it looks cool. This one picture that I'm looking at makes it look as though the end of its trunk has like a lot of teeth, like looks like the hellish bottom of a starfish. Is that true? Mm. This is both in the bit and out of the bit. I'm curious if this is real or like deviant art, but it looks like it's got angry teeth on the end of its trunk. Um, I have not seen anything about angry teeth from trunks, uh, but let's consult. We have, we actually have a monster hunter, um, veteran on speed a dial. pro so monster let me, hunter let me just let me just call andrew real quick uh it looks like that is canon in fact that it he's got have... spikies under his trunk okay all right yeah cool great well trunks I... is being a little shy with us still i guess uh, we haven't <laughs> haven't gotten a close look at its trunk so i really like the look of this gameth it seems really cool i am a little concerned that you're right you do live in colorado and i live in ohio and 
it seems more temperate in Colorado to have a Gamoth than it does here in Ohio, but I could be interested in relocating. So before I finish my window shopping, Andrew, go ahead and uh, let me know what you brought home from the Shut Up Todd Pet Store. Yeah, sure. So uh, so when I went to the Shut Up Todd Pet Store, I said... The thing it just that, rolls off the tongue. It, it just it really, it really, it really does. does. Good. It really does. Um, I I I, fi- I said the thing that I find myself saying all the time, which is, man, I can't even keep myself alive, let alone another, you know, living being, right? And and I don't know about you if if you feel the same way, but but that's that's what I've got going on. So this is when I realized, you know, why burden myself with all the anxiety about keeping a pet alive when I can just domesticate one that's already dead? <laughs> so, allow me to introduce to you, Matt, the Elder Dragon Val Hazak, which is an amal- amalgamation of bones and tainted flesh fused together by the life-stealing eff- effluvia that makes up the core of Monster Hunter World's Rotten Vale. I, I have a question of one of the words you said. Do you want to guess which one it was? Was it Vale? <laughs> it was not, actually. <laughs> was it, what is effluvia? That would be the one you got it too. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. Uh, well, that's so, the that's the legendary Pokemon from the the Johto region. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, and remember how I said yeah, I couldn't even keep a plant alive in in the past. I'm personally, I'm so glad that Val Hazak came into my life when he did because it just seems like death has really been following me around lately. Uh, I had a couple of succulents that I bought from a farmer's market about a month ago, and I specifically bought them because they told me the, they don't die. Like you have to really try to kill a succulent. They, you know, they can live without with very little water, very little light. Of course, they've since wilted. Um, <laughs> my lawn outside my house—I don't know if this happens to you guys sometimes. You know, in the summer and stuff, like you know, it looks like it's turning a little brown. Um, so I started watering it. It just only seemed to make it worse. And, and now my house just kind of looks like, you know, like where a witch would live in a children's cartoon. Um, <laughs> weird thing. And I guess it's like must be something that's going on with like the produce or something. But you know, every time I buy produce from the grocery store, it just like rots like in, in the next day. It's super weird. But regardless, thank God Val Hazak is still thriving. And Matt, he's so low maintenance. Like, he literally just lies in my basement, specifically avoiding direct sunlight and any other human contact. And he's so happy when I come down to see him. I mean, you can't really tell visually because his face is mostly just a collection of mangled tendons and razor-sharp teeth. But, (laughs) you know. You know. Um, Is that how you're ending that sentence? It's... (laughs) You know how it you is with a pet, Todd. When you know, you know when they love, when they when you know yeah. they love you, you know. Like dogs don't yeah. smile, but you know when dogs are happy. It's the same idea. I mean, and, and you know, me and me and Val Hazak, we we don't have to do anything but just sit and enjoy each other's presence. And and I'm still so worn out after hanging out that I almost always immediately take a nap. You know, you know how like when you love something so unconditionally that you are just physically exhausted, just the, the idea of being in their presence to the point where you can almost feel yourself being wrenched from this mortal coil. Do you know that feeling? Do you know that feeling, Matt? <laughs> the bit dictates that I say yes, so I guess I'll say yes. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. It's Valzak. Uh, he, okay, so if, to answer your question, Todd, effluvia is a miasma that uh <laughs> spills from its <laughs> its pores that uh that is basically like death it is the stench of death 
Now, I'm familiar with enough games that use the term miasma. Now describe miasma without saying effluvia. Uh, it is a thick effluvia. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Andrew, two things. Thing one, I love that your first example of the effects of this death dragon where ah, I killed my succulents. Um, <laughs> thing two, listeners, I've mentioned before that I was a hashtag edgy teen when I was younger. I, this is what this dragon is, what the background on my computer looked like, <laughs> like back in the Windows XP days yeah. when my mom, my dad and I all picked different backgrounds on the computer that I Googled scary death dragon. And this was mm-hmm. the kind of shit yeah. I had on my background. So you're playing to a very nostalgic part of, he is, of my life. He's the ghost rider of the monster hunter world for sure. <laughs> Like the, that less. That's <laughs> that's quite the analogy. <laughs> the the fun thing here is that if Val Hazak is to blame for your uh for your unkillable plants that require nothing um to to die, then if that's the reason why they died, then that at least gives me a good idea of maybe what happened to all of our succulents. Because boy, howdy, we can't we can't keep right? them alive. And to my knowledge, yeah. we don't have a death dragon living in our basement. No, have you checked? <laughs> to your knowledge. Not, to his knowledge. Not enough. Yeah. Um, All right. What does what does a, an amalgamation of bones and tainted flesh smell like in your apart mm. in your house? Yeah, Andrew? I, I think imagine. it smell smells like that fluvia, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's a, a miasma. Well, it's, it's pronounced uh, it's pronounced stevia and it's a zero calorie sweetener. Yeah. Strangely <laughs> enough, it smells like oh, yellow. You onions. got me while I was drinking my stevia riddled diet coke with that one. <laughs> Yeah. Smells like yellow onions. You said? Smells like yellow onions. Believe it or not. <laughs> All right. We hate yellow onions way more. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, we all know that training a pet is hard. Not only are you teaching your pet to follow commands, you're also learning their characteristics to try to identify their needs. If you could, friends, please take a second to fill me in on the patterns you've noticed in your pet and what sort of needs or actions those patterns telegraph, I mean, indicate in your pet's day-to-day life. Nice. Todd, go ahead. Well, like I said, uh, our, our little pup, Barry, he, he's certainly territorial. Um, you know, Barry doesn't want you to get really close to close to him at all and he'll he'll do some snorting um of out of his nostrils if, if you do to, to let you know that you shouldn't be there out of um, his head nostrils you mean out, out of his, his head nostrils his yeah. skull nostrils out, out of his skull I mean, holes his skull, I mean, they're, his still, skulls. they're still they're still nostrils even if they're not on the front of his face I, um yeah i mean yeah the, our nostrils are also skull holes <laughs> these are yeah, the great, fair enough the great uniter yeah um so yeah, you you just you just can't really get too close before Barry's gonna warn you um, that that you know not maybe that they're in a bad mood, but they just don't want you anywhere near them. Um, and like I said, they're gonna do that by snorting air out of their nostrils. And as I mentioned, of course, those are on the top of its head. Um, so don't be caught alarmed. You know, kind of readjusting to say like, oh, are those nostrils on its head? Because it's gonna charge you. <laughs> now, fortunately, <laughs> is it charging you because you're asking about the nostrils, or is that unrelated? Uh, we, we are un. it is unknown. It okay. is unknown the cause. Um, you know, and again, like Barry right now, just like knee high. Um, but, but that'll, you know, that little head, head, butt made out of stone that straight to the kneecap is going to feel bad. Um, so, and it, it is worth noting, I think I might've already said this, those head nostrils serve a purpose. Barry likes to burrow under the ground in the mud when it gets too hot. And so, or just for funsies, who knows? 
and uh and those those nostrils allow it to just like breathe while it's underground which is pretty neat um but here's the big thing you just gotta you just gotta run around a bit you'll tucker him out he's just a pup he'll calm down just use dogs dogs gotta get out and run and so barry as i said is prone to recklessly charge at you so you're gonna want to jump out of the way of that um especially as barry does get larger now matt since you asked the question in the last uh question how big barry will get i did one of those dog ancestry uh 23 and me things <laughs> is um, that a real thing i don't shut you up you're gonna need real. to explain this yeah you can definitely like get you can send dna from your dog and they'll tell you like where it's from and, and all of it's like man it's like types that are into it white people Weird. are crazy it is the whitest <laughs> so person crazy, thing ever a hundred percent yeah, we now real out of the bit. Shannon and I would never do that. We, we might do this if it was on sale. We've never, we never spend. We would never spend real. Money we are, we are six uh, months away from Tom yeah. telling us. I on, am, on I am call. literally putting the sample in the envelope as we speak. I think anyway. if you get ten chai tea lattes from Starbucks, they give you a discount on that. Actually, <laughs> they a hundred percent would. That okay. Back back into the bit. So Matt, I did send that out. Uh, after you asked me and i have an answer since then it's that quick so barry we can expect and i wish i would have known this ahead of time um barry will will grow to be a little over 57 feet tall which seems problematic at the end of the day (laughs) um seeing as how barry is currently two feet tall maybe um don't worry i also sent one out for trunks and um and i didn't get a name on yours andrew so i named it kilmer it's val and i said it's val first name val uh, last name hazak Oh, it has a first and last name that is not your own last name. Well, I did, it's not my child. <laughs> Normal people give their pets their last name. That's okay. That's I some disagree white bullshit. With that. Or it's got one name like Cher. Or Cisco. What's Oliver's last name, Matt? I don't think if we're going to go off on this tangent. On this my cat doesn't have a last name. He's a cat. He's like a cat. Cher or Cisco. He doesn't have. He doesn't need a surname because he doesn't <laughs> Kyle, have a legacy to Kyle, uphold. Kyle, what's Rigby's last name? Rigby's last name is most certainly Harper. We've done. That's what we. Andrew. Andrew is unable to love and has no pet, so he I'm, doesn't get a vote. Well, like, I have a death gonna, dragon. <laughs> if we're gonna play the game, his prescription is under Maddie's last name, so I guess it's Oliver Hill. But that's all right. Not relevant to this <laughs> conversation. Okay, this aside... We're going to dox Matt's cat. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the joke that I'm trying to get to is uh, Kyle, Trunks, in case you're curious, I also sent some DNA out for Trunks. Trunks is going to be over 85 and a half feet tall when it's all said and done with. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we're feeding him from our balcony. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) Trunks lives outside. I'm not concerned about Trunks. Well, uh, Andrew, I don't know how big your basement is, but Val is going to be just just barely above 85 feet. So a little smaller than trunks. Anyway, um, I think I had more to say here. Oh, yeah. In the end, Matt, here's the thing. All that Barry wants to do is just like run around and roll around in the mud um, and, you know, just toss around piles of mud at you. Now, you're going to want to watch out for that because when threatened or playful not really sure could be both (laughs) barry's gonna throw mud at you and this mud is going to make you very very slow and so if barry still wants to charge you because you haven't tuckered him out he he's gonna charge you in the mud and it's gonna go probably poor poorly for you but you know i think what i'm just trying to say is that when you have barry you've really just got effectively an ill-tempered baby pig but it's also like a rock dinosaur and (laughs) 
is there a more perfect pet to be owned? That there is not. was quite a, the sentence. <laughs> I have a question for you, Todd. You mm-hmm. said the mud would slow him down. How much mud is this dog-sized dinosaur actually slinging? Um, well, it's well, it's all it, it, it's all, you know, relative to the size of Barry. Currently, right now, it's just fun and playful, like okay. half of a baby waiting pool. Um, whereas by the end of this, it'll probably be like one of those flimsy above ground pools that, that everyone. Put oh, OK. In, so in, like, like the summer of 1999. Enough mud to take an entire house down. How big's the house? <laughs> I know for I mean, questions. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Who who's to say? We've just who's recently realized. Yeah, we've just recently realized how big Barry is going to be. So we're still doing that math. All right. Well, while you consider the size of your most recent purchase, uh, Kyle, go ahead and fill me in on the patterns of trunks. Well, Matt, like I told that cross country coach, gamuts telegraph all of their attacks from their front legs and their trunks, which means those girls either were not paying attention or were taunting trunks. And regardless, he's innocent. Are um, you victim blaming this cross country team right now, victim Kyle? Blaming this, these high school girls. He also clearly does this thing where he whips up a massive windstorm with his trunk before he shoots a freezing blast out of it or lashes out with his trunk fangs. So that whole team should have just kept running when the skies turned dark in a matter of seconds, and they would have been <laughs> fine. I can't he it's in Trunks' nature to a, to lash out like that. He can't help it. Those girls should have just kept running like I told him. <laughs> it, it seems it seems to me and I don't want to agree with Kyle, but maybe they're just bad at running. I, That's what I'm I saying. Were, they were I JV. Love, <laughs> I love the image of Kyle and Julie on their balcony <laughs> just like screaming like no. Yeah. Yeah. See, in my mind, Kyle was wearing Kyle's wearing a suit in front of a judge giving this explanation. In my mind, it's it's Kyle in his banana shirt sipping like (laughs) sipping a mimosa, saying, Yep, better better get moving. (laughs) (laughs) Girls, you girls better pump their um, pump them arms. See see the sky? Storm coming. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. So this, this seems like an important question, Kyle. Um, Todd was talking about, you know, the there's some mud flinging and there's some charging, but that kind of like comes from a distance. If the whole sky turns black and a storm comes in a matter of seconds, like how much time do you have to react when when Gameth is? Oh, God, excuse me. When Gameth <laughs> is in enraged. I don't have a better word. So for that. so. Matt, I'm glad you asked. When you when when Trunks turns the sky dark, when he gets that windstorm going, we've learned it's not the windstorm you need to worry about because it's only ten or so seconds before he's either going to lash out with those trunk fangs or try and suck you up with with uh, a a big wind suction from his trunk. So um, it's only a matter of seconds. Like I said, ten or fifteen. When, um, and There's so a big difference that's... between ten and fifteen seconds. <laughs> I have a I have a question. Yeah. Um. So for my example, I I know how Barry acts because he 
you know, he, he's a little pup and he's done these things. He's charged. He's thrown mud. Have you had to deal with being sucked up by the eldritch horror that is the trunk of your of your mammoth monster? I have. Like, how long did it take you to learn? <laughs> oh, we timed it. It's between 20, 10 and 10 15, 15 seconds. seconds. Feels like that's one thing you that's one thing you learn. You learn it once. So, yeah, I got sucked up once. Because I didn't know how long it took between the storm. <laughs> if I had to and, guess, it was ten to fifteen. But <laughs> after that, we started. We we would throw things, you know, try and provoke them with with toys, you know, like you do. To your pet. <laughs> yeah. So so we'd throw some balls, and and you know, you'd see the sky turn dark, and then you would count, and and he'd suck up the ball and shoot it back out, and we'd and it, we'd start playing fetch, and it was fun. But that's how we figured out how long it took. It was it was just fun. you know some normal game of fetch with our eighty five foot tall uh, gameth, <laughs> our eighty five foot tall elephant monster. I want to know what the velocity is of the ball that comes out of your eighty five foot mammoth, <laughs> Todd. But you don't want to be you don't want to be in front of that ball. <laughs> 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 Usually you want to put your body right in front of something like that to catch it, not this one. Nope. All right. Uh interesting. Okay, Andrew, go ahead, fill me in on the patterns of Val sure. Kilmer Hazak. Nice. Uh so I'll be honest, it's it's a little hard to tell, but I'll I'll explain kind of what I have noticed. So when I when I first brought Val home, I noticed this thin gray fog that was collecting in corners around the house and uh the fog was thickest in the basement and then of course i realized that it was coming directly from val hazak's body now at, at first i was a little scared sure you know what kind of poison have i been breathing in for the past few days right um but after a while i just can't kind of became physically numb and and let me be clear i don't mean numb to it i just mean numb like can't feel anything yeah, it's nice. Huh. You know, it's not bad. It's fine. This it's is kind of... this is the second drug pet you've brought up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just like, you know, a, a cloudy, emotionless fog is collected over my body and I don't need to move or think or even be. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my favorite Pink Floyd album is also The Wall. I get it. But like, so... So there's no like real telegraph. It's it's just poison, and you just you're like numb. Yeah. So <laughs> I wish I had a better answer for you. That that's actually that's actually true. So look, I obviously like nobody likes being covered their lungs filling with a, a toxic poison. So obviously, I was getting some complaints from the neighbors. Um, you know, someone would knock loudly on my door, thinking there was like a fire or something. And after a while, that loud knocking would turn into a loud thump and then <laughs> silence. Um, man, people seem to get real sleepy these days. <laughs> like they're just passing out cold right on the sidewalk. Um, and I, I noticed that Val Hazak does this, this fun thing where he like gets up on all fours and he sucks back in all the fog. And then when that happens, I usually black out to the faded sounds of screams from the eternally damned souls. And I come to about three to four hours later, and he's just there, just gnawing on a big old pile of bones. I don't know where those bones came from, but they're there. So I try not to disturb him when he's gnawing on those, them bones. Because the last time I did that, he, he wailed like a banshee and breathed more of that gray fog straight in my face. Weird thing was... That was right before all the skin fell off of my face in the shower and my teeth shattered like a pane of glass. 
Andrew, are you okay? Do, yeah, um, do we need to call somebody? I, uh, I don't have a I, face. Is Jess, is Jess okay? Yeah. She, I, I haven't heard, heard from, from Jess in a long time. <laughs> she, she left days ago. <laughs> she, she packed a bag a long time ago when I said the word zombie dragon. <laughs> I, my only issue is that you took time after my answer to critique how big the puddles of mud are that come from mm-hmm. my monster, and then you said all the things that you said. I don't see where the challenge is. It's a zombie death dragon. What's your problem? I, I think the challenge is zombie death dragon. I have I been think. 100% consistent. <laughs> <laughs> also, I operate under my own accord, not being coerced by the yeah. giant zombie death Look, dragon. No one has said anything to my face directly. Also, I don't have a face. <laughs> I don't have one of those. Okay, well, let's move on here. I do still have a pet to adopt, and while I wanted to hear about your your pets and your training, I'm really in this for the long game. I'm not a pet owner who thinks short term. I, I think lifelong. And I do love a utilitous pet. While I already use my dog's poop as fertilizer, my horse's hair for brushes and my alpaca's fur for blankets, I'd like to maybe start a small market booth shop from the materials I can gather from my new pet. <laughs> Please that's, tell that's me. a logical step. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like selling chirkins at the local Ren Fair or whatever. Please tell me about the parts of your new pet that can be collected and what fun crafts I can make with them. Todd, go ahead. So as, as Barry, um, Barry the Barreth grows what we have figured out to be approximately, you know, 50 plus more feet tall and, and you know, long too because he's the dinosaur basically um in his maturing it is expected as we were told by the store manager at least the person behind the counter at the shut up todd pet store that they're gonna shed layers and layers of the carapace their scalp and of course uh the highly prized ridges on its head as it grows into new sizes so much like a majestic lizard that molts Barry's just going to going to grow and, and molt and, and it's going to be real gross, I think. But the good news is <laughs> while Barry is growing from little Sebastian to Clifford, the big red dog size over their long and muddy lifetime, they're going to leave us a lot of those shedded exoskeleton bits. There's going to be lying around now. Fortunately, this is going to allow us to make some incredible and very on brand goods that you would expect to see, you know, at a swap meet or whatnot. Um, which sounds like what we're kind of going for here. So, Matt, I'm just going to sell it to you straight. We're going to make a whole mess of stone bone weapons, and I think they're going to sell really well, and I'm going to tell you why. So to name a few of these weapons, so there are some weirdos out there, like Andrew, who like using a hunting horn, which I'll remind you. It's the most popular weapon in Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, I'm the weirdo. And a lot of weirdos play Monster Hunter Rise. Come at me, Monster Hunter Rise players. Um, 1v1 me. Don't do that. Uh, I'll remind you the hunting horn is effectively what happens if you turn a tuba into an offensive melee weapon, but you still really want it to be a good tuba. Nope. 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 I, I've been okay. I'm gonna say it. Matt. It's my turn to say it. I yeah. have I have listened to you to I've listened to you say so many words weird and no and no many in no few times serum. I have listened to you say serum today <laughs> five times. Say that fucking word again. Did you just say melee? <laughs> he did. I heard Melee. it too, oh, and I, I was yikes. also going to be mean about oh. it. Oh, I thought you were coming at me for making fun of the the 
the hunting horn. No, I don't, no, care I, don't that. Give, I don't give a for, shit about no, the dude stick. No. None of us <laughs> played Super Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah, Me- Melee is a ramen restaurant down the road from my house. <laughs> yeah. Melee is the sequel I, to Super Smash. I Brothers. cannot add another to Todd's <laughs> pantheon of weird words. <laughs> I've taken so it. much shit for the way I talk about alternative air vehicles, which I'm not going <laughs> to say on this podcast. I'm not taking this. Anyway, so we're gonna make a hunting horn, um, and, uh, and 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 Matt, how do, how would I use uh, what what kind of combat would I use a hunting horn in Todd? In, in in physical strikes against this monster done in hand to hand combat. Mm-hmm. Okay, preferably uh, close feel, quarters. I feel like there's a there's a, a one word response that would sum that all it's up. Hard, mm-hmm. It's hard to know. Anyway, Matt, um, so it's gonna be it's gonna be called a sandpipe, and that's really cool. Um, but as we collect more of these earthy bone sheddings, with a little bit of extra effort, we're gonna upgrade the sandpipe into a thing called the sand screecher, which is a real weapon <laughs> that is made using Bareth parts, which is cool. Um, and you know, maybe you're more of like a hammer guy like Kyle's been before, and, and if that's the case, we're gonna take these molded parts. Uh, we're going to humanely harvest them and we're going to make a bone hammer that will ultimately upgrade to something that is legitimately called the Barrett Grand Basher. So that's a thing we're going to put on your table. Um, and, you know, Matt, say you want to stand back and shoot. Well, we got something for you like that. Something that I think all consumers at your Sunday morning flea market will enjoy is going to be uh, one word, two syllables, and it is called the Barrozuka. That is right. That is a real weapon that you make using parts of Barrozuka. Um, and lastly, I, it's going to be asked by the, the patrons that show up to your table. Yes, we can make armor out of Barry's discarded bone growths. I Matt, maybe, worries. maybe, yeah, Matt, maybe we don't go that way, though, because like the the way that those turn out, unless you're out LARPing exclusively as a Dark Souls quest giver, you're not probably going to wear that armor because <laughs> it is horrifying and not ideal. OK, all right. Interesting. I you lost me through most of that, but then you said Barozuka and I came back. So I'm, <laughs> I'm here for it uh kyle tell tell me so, about oh wait go so, ahead uh, well so so are the people that are buying shurikens at ren fairs i think they're also going to be here for it yeah that, that venn diagram is a circle mm-hmm. kyle go ahead fill me in uh what fun crafts am i taking to the ren fair or the market depending on where i set up my booth well matt i i focused more on the utility of of trunks and my gameth than I did on selling mall ninja shit to nerds at, at a Ren fair. So um, <laughs> one of those things gets you money. The other one doesn't. Yeah. So. Um, so Gameth fur is a really good insulator. Um, so I've been keeping all of Trunks brushings for next winter so we can uh, get through these tough Colorado winters a little easier, keep our, our heating costs down because we'll have, have our apartment so well insulated. Um, and I've also started riding Trunks into town so we're saving on uh, gas and car maintenance. Um, I've also had a few offers for like I to buy his ivory, um, but I don't know a, a humane way to harvest ivory from from trunks. So I'm not doing that. Um, I've also been told to look out for poachers, but I suspect all the police officers hovering around my apartment and ans- asking me questions about where I was when that um cross country team got mauled 
um, are keeping the poachers away. But yeah, um, it's it's a convenient ride, and and I'm looking forward to a very warm winter. Are we are we certain that the JV cross country team weren't scouts for poachers? You know, Todd. I think my lawyer and I are going to have a very good conversation about that because I think you're on to something. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I get it. I, I'm with you. I can take the brushings. I can make nice mittens and coats and blankets, mm-hmm. and I can sell them at the marketplace. That all sounds swell. Kyle, excellent job. Andrew, Something tells me I'm not going to make fun blankets with your zombie dragon. I'm curious what you got. I'm going to be gross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Matt, you may recall my quick story about, my, about the face, skin, and teeth falling out. Um, you may have also noticed that I no longer have a jaw. I don't know. We have talking, we have but, noticed that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to bring it up, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah, you're looking a little rough there. Friend. Like I said, yeah. can't even keep myself alive. <laughs> uh, so fortunately, in order to hide my ghoulish physique, I realized that the decaying skin flaps that Val Hazak leaves behind whilst feasting on rot 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 in skeletal remains are actually very durable and very breathable. So. I started by stitching together patches of skin flaps using scraps of those muscle membranes that hang off of Val Hazak's mouth. And then I wove the yellowed flesh tags around razor sharp talons that I'd clipped from him earlier that day. Now, when I go out in town with the confusing yet eerily comfortable hunger of human flesh, I can do so with my skinless face completely covered. And now, now, that, now that the majority of my other organs are partially exposed to the elements, I figured it was worth using even more of that noxious substance to cover the rest of my crumbling body. So I fashioned an old carapace that I found in the bone nest from Val Hazak's last molting, and I layered it with the razor-sharp burn- bones that fell off of his skeletal wings. <laughs> and now I have full plate armor, and you can't see any of my hideous skin or not skin. Also, okay. I think I'm a zombie is the bit. I'm I'm um, sufficiently horrified. Is this yeah. like a is this like a ship of Theseus situation where you are no longer <laughs> Andrew, you are in fact just discarded pieces of Valhazak? I was yeah. thinking it was more of like a Buffalo Bill situation. Um or to reference a different flavor text, it's kind of like the last purple guy from FNAF 5. Oh, good. There you go. Yeah. Ooh. So real talk, I didn't have a way to fit this in, but I do want to call attention to the Black Veil Hazak armor. So like the normal Val Hazak armor is like just kind of leathery plate armor, but the Black Veil Hazak armor, which is uh, from his his Iceborne variant, uh, you can just be like the fucking king of death and it's super rad. This and is just, maybe the coolest thing I've yeah, ever seen on the internet. It is the best oh, armor in any that's... Monster Hunter game. Wow. And, wow! Yeah, it's really cool, and that's why Val Hazak fucking rules. You're you are the Wild Hunt. Yeah, you're, it's basically Witcher. that's that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And they did a collab with Witcher Three, so I'm sure they were like, "Hey, is it cool if we just make the Witcher the Wild Hunt armor?" And they're like, uh, "Yeah, it's yeah. rad. Go." Yeah, it's it's like the, a mashup between that and the Night King from yeah yeah from and then Game the, of the female yeah. the female variant very much looks like it was pulled from like 
Bloodborne or mm-hmm. Curse of Strahd or some, you know, some Victorian era gothic horror. It's very cool. Yeah. Uh, that also, is that really set cool. that set is called Death Stench. <laughs> like that. Great. <less. laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not better. Yeah. All right. Well, now that I have heard about uh, not only your pet, but how training them has been and the general utility of the pet, I think I am ready to head on down to the Shut Up Todd pet store and pick something up for myself. But hey, on the way, I bumped into my very good friend, Chris Pratt's character from Jurassic World. First name, Chris Pratt's last name, character from Jurassic World. (laughs) And he told me about a new program he's consulting on, which is trying to integrate genetic beasts into the workplace. So after we take a quick break, I would love to know about what real life job your new monster pet would offer a distinct advantage to. And like I said, I'll take your answers right after this. We've also got a Ding Dang Patreon where you can get yourself some Ding Dang perks like access to our Ding Dang Discord, regular Ding Dang bonus content, weekly Ding Dang live recordings of our second show, The Pluse is Loose, and even the opportunity to commission your own Ding Dang flavor text. You can join up for as low as two Ding Dang dollars, so make sure to tell all your Ding Dang friends. All right, welcome back. So, like I said, I was on my way down to the Shut Up Todd Pet Store, and I bumped into my very good friend Chris Pratt's character from Jurassic World, and he told me that I should ask you what real-world job your pet would be of great advantage to. So, Todd, let me know. Yeah, Barry, Barry actually, this is, this is a perfect time to implement that plan. Uh, so good news for Barry and all that Barry will be able to help. Um, not sure if you're aware, there was recently announced a $2 trillion infrastructure bill. Because of that, we're going to need construction workers. We're going to need them fast, and we're going to need to work hard. And so because of that, Barry will be an ideal bulldozer replacement by day. So <laughs> we're looking at a good eight-hour day. Barry can just up earth dirt and mud and shove it around just wherever it needs to be, which I think is really, really good. Now, Barry's in it for the hustle. <laughs> Barry, Barry's, Barry's going to carry two jobs because this is an economy and we got to get It's a rise and grind type of <laughs> yeah, rise type and grind. Bug T-Rex. <laughs> well, and if you haven't noticed, so not only do we have this new infrastructure bill coming out that's going to make construction explode, Life is also starting to kind of enter into the people want to be outside dining more. The weather's nice. Restaurants are starting to reopen. Barry at night is going to serve as a bar server um, at <laughs> the at the biggest outdoor bar that we can find. Now, I see I see some some cautious looks. Think about it this way. That shelf like head of Barry <laughs> can easily carry at minimum seven to eight hundred shots of well tequila to to any patron across the bar. So I just, I mean, on his flat plate head. And, and if, we, if we keep it at like seven to 800, there's no risk of it spilling into his nostrils. And if it does spill into his nostrils, whoops. <laughs> Someone's getting a gourd. <laughs> yes, at minimum. All right. Uh, interesting. Oddly topical. Surprisingly topical. Right. Um, Kyle, 
what about you? Tell me about your. I keep forgetting the names of these stupid. It's things. a gamut. Gamut. It's like mammoth, but with but with giant a G. mammoth. Yeah, that that was good. Giant it's... mammoth. I get it now. Thank you. All right, Kyle. Tell tell me about your gamoth. Um. So similar to Todd and um and Barry here, um, we are also going to take advantage of that. Uh, giant infrastructure bill that is coming down the pipeline um but but trunks here is going to work um to replace a, a crane and um would would be a crane operator a crane just picking things up putting them back down in different places um you know moving the heavy things um and and the trunk is way more dexterous than like your average mechanical crane would be so Barry's going to be able to hold stuff in place while, while workers get in there and bolt it in place. Um, he's going to like be able to navigate things into otherwise hard-to-reach spaces, so he's going to be a real asset on the construction site. Um, and then during the summer months, Barry really, or not Barry, uh, Trunks really, <laughs> really wants to give back to the community because he wants to and not because a judge mandated some um, some service hours to me and him for something that may or may not have happened to a cross country team. Um, so we're going to volunteer at the local uh, at the local park and just um, spray water around for the, like a giant living sprinkler for the kids to play in. And then and then we'll. Well, uh, Trunks is going to whip up that windstorm, dry them off, and then send them on home, um, all tuckered out for their day, clean and dry. Giving that back seems to unnecessary. The <laughs> Giving nope. back to the community. What do, you, what do you think the PSI is on that trunk water pressure that oh, comes out of that it's thing? It's going up, Todd. Not, it's oh, okay. not, <laughs> we're not going to like fire hose these skins. <laughs> You're not like pressure washing the no, skin they're gonna, of anyone. They're going to look like me having their face. <laughs> no face, okay. no skin. Uh, interesting. Also oddly topical. Andrew. I can't I'm, wait to hear Andrew's answer. All right, I'm very so, curious if I'm going to have to pay your zombie dragon union wages on a construction line or if, yeah. if he's going to be more of an individual contractor. He's he's definitely not a team player, uh, <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Um, and I don't know how clear it was, but his whole thing is that that miasma cloud uh once he sucks that back in, he's actually sucking the life force from from whatever like breathed in that. Gas. What? No, believe it or not, that's that's what's been happening. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> so, uh, so we're gonna. So obviously, anything Valhazak needs to do is is going to going to need to involve death to some kind, and and he is he he they are the kind of creature that are willing to do the dirty work, right? They're really willing to get in there and, and do what needs to be done. Um, someone's got to do it, and uh. You know, we thought about it long and hard, and we've decided that we're going to open up our own pest control business. And uh, <laughs> so, what's what's going to happen is Valzak <laughs> releases releases his fog, just like a big old bug bomb, and uh, you know, just everything in a ten mile radius is not going to live. Ten miles, huh? Wow. <laughs> or it's whatever. A big bug bomb. Or whatever. I mean, you know, give people enough advance so you, notice, and we can. So you'll have to evacuate an entire cities at a time, but yeah, there won't be any bugs well, left. We've got an as long as however big it takes. Jesus Christ! 
however much materials we have to make a big tent. Okay. <laughs> I love I love, tent. I love thinking that that's what'll stop the powers of Valhazak. One of those big <laughs> bug bomb tents they put over houses. <laughs> Wow. All right. Uh, well, I am at the Shut Up Todd Pet Store, uh, so I'm going to do a little more soul searching before I make my final decision. But hey, they actually had a sign in the window. They're looking for a graphic designer. So if you could uh, give me your closing statements today in the form of a sign they would hang at the pet store to convince people to adopt your pet, I would really love to hear it. Todd, I'll start with you. Yeah, so mine's real easy on the front of the the pen where we keep these guys the pen probably a pen it's your um, head cannon buddy yeah <laughs> no, in in the pen uh there's a sign in front that has a music note emoji before and after this but it says open the door get on the floor come adopt a big stone dinosaur <laughs> all right excellent excellently done did, did he did did you do the thing todd are you happy with yourself I will not take any criticism from anyone on <laughs> this podcast for that right there. All right, Kyle, go for it. Um, so our it's it's gameths. Um, affectionate, warm, fuzzy, totally won't trample a girl's cross country team. <laughs> gameths. Because certainly everybody in Kyle's Colorado town read the newspaper about the cross country team. <laughs> alleged, you know everyone, <laughs> alleged cross country team. Not everyone here was going to do a song for theirs, but the way that Kyle you started it, I imagined it with a uh, Megan the Stallions Savage <laughs> <laughs> gamuts. <laughs> All right, Andrew. Valhazak, Valhazak, everyone's dying to meet him. God. All right, yep. no notes. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, I'm gonna pick a pet. You guys do some good vibes. Boy, howdy! I really like Monster Hunter, um, and I forgot how silly all of these these things are. And it was fun to also see things from different games because I've only played a little bit of Rise. I said to Andrew before, it just feels like we're constantly fighting different kinds of dragons or T-Rexes. Yeah. So it was fun to I see that. I recall that we, the, the terminology used was fancy raptors. They are <laughs> all just fancy raptors. So it was fun to have. Um, we checked the 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 raptor box. We checked the dragon box. And then we also got a mammoth box. Um, man, Kyle. I I like your your woolly mammoth and I instantly got uh got Flintstones vibes. Mm -hmm. So I was curious what utility yeah. you were going to give them. Um it's, it's a shame to hear about that accident though with the cross country team. I sure hope they find out who is responsible for that. I do too, Todd. It, it, those the parents of those kids really deserve some closure, but I don't know anything more about that and don't want to talk about it any further. Um, and Andrew, I feel like we only have you to blame for this whole entire episode. Uh, so <laughs> me giving you a thumbs up over the camera. But, um, do we get to fight the, the scary zombie dragon in rise? He's not in rise. Unfortunately, and I'm going to throw the game away then. Um, yeah. but wait, I, wait for a couple DLCs. He'll, yeah, there'll yeah, be a variant. They'll, show the, up. they'll, they'll come out with all the, they haven't come out with all the elder dragons yet, but all the elder dragons are fucking nuts. Nice. Well, thank you for um, describing how this thing has made your life terrible, but also <laughs> helped you out 
Dude, Maybe I don't... the the lore is now that I don't have a jaw, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but You're he doesn't care because he's so numb. <laughs> You're like Kane from Soul Reaver, like we talked about. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, your dragon is horrifying and excellent, and I sure hope I get to try and fight it and cut its stupid tail off. Hell yeah. Um, Todd, I very much liked your your shelf headed dino, your your mud T Rex. Um. Very good. Probably, probably what I would actually pick as a real pet from like some some variant of the T Rex that exists in these games for sure. Mm-hmm. And Andrew, um, very good job doing what you did, um, <laughs> describing your slow descent into undeath as as um, this elder dragon consumed your life force. Good job. Uh, thank you. Thank you very um, Todd. The, I love the imagery of a little baby Baroth just like charging it with its dumb train whistle head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because it, let me be clear, it has a yeah. dumb train whistle head. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was, it was really fun. I'm, I'm glad that you brought Baroth to the table, but I'm even more happy that you clicked so well with Monster Hunter because I, mm-hmm. I wasn't sure how everybody would react to it. Um, Kyle, I did not I didn't get very far in generation, so I'm not familiar with Gameth. Um it was really fun to learn about Gameth, and I think he is my favorite design of uh of the three. Well, actually I think Valhazak is my still my favorite design, but I very much like Gamoth's design and I keep almost calling him grandma. Um <laughs> Grandma so that yeah, grandma. Um yeah, he's just a big he's just a big uh a big mammoth. It's he's a big got elephant. a big he's got a big spiky trunk. Yeah. And if you let him on fire, you could also be a ghost rider. <laughs> <laughs> so what's not to love? Great job, All guys. Right. Well, this has been a very good time. Uh, this is about as close to Monster Hunter as I ever need to get. So this was fun. Thanks for involving me. I've had a good time. Now on to a decision. What pet did I take home from the Shut Up Todd pet store? Now, I walked in, I did some soul searching, I spent some time holding and playing with all of these animals and the weird little pens that you can take adopted animals in and play with them and hope they don't get sad when you don't take them home. And Uh here are the decisions that I made. So, Andrew, I really like Val Hazak. Really cool looking, great concept, Love, love the surrounding aura of death. However, thanks. I'm so happy I won today, guys. This was great. I really <laughs> just love that I pulled this out. Oh, I'm sorry. I actually already have an adopted reptile, and my reptile doesn't do very well with other reptiles in the home. So I'm going to have to pass on the death dragon today, unfortunately. <laughs> that was the reason was why. The reason. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah, no. Because yeah. my corn snake has traumatic pasts and doesn't like to be in the tank with other reptiles. Um, and so that leaves me with, with the gameth and the Bareth. And I gotta be honest, I've been looking for an excuse to move to a colder climate for a long time. <laughs> and this gameth is it. So... I'm going to take this gameth. I'm going to move to Alaska, probably to a town where there's not a lot of cross-country teams. Uh, and I'm going to live it up in the snow with my new best gameth friend. Kyle, you are the winner today. Yeah. The second Shut Up Todd Pet Store battle of Debate This History. Congratulations. And with that, my friends, that's going to do it for Debate This. So thanks for listening. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast. 
or on our website at debatethiscast.com. We've also got a Ding Dang Patreon, where you can get yourself some Ding Dang perks, like access to our Ding Dang Discord, regular Ding Dang bonus content, weekly Ding Dang live recordings of our second show, The Pluse is Loose, and even the opportunity to commission your own Ding Dang flavor text. You can join up for as low as two Ding Dang dollars, so (laughs) make sure to tell all your Ding Dang friends. Can we? Well, we need to get a rough cut of that so we can just like pop it in as a as a liner all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I'll do a clean recording and we can Perfect. use that. We can. We don't have to hear about the We Shop music anymore. <laughs> hear about the Ding Dang Patreon. Oh boy! Until next time, I'm Matt Cole. I'm Todd. The worst thing about my pet is that he dino snores. Thomas. See, um, the the thing with starting that, yeah, with good. the punchline is yeah. that the punchline has to be good. Todd. Oh yeah. I won't, I won't redo it. Kyle, what do you have? I'm Kyle. Knock, knock, open up the door, it's real. With the non-stop pop-pop of stainless steel Harper. And I'm Andrew. Gamoff got run over by a reindeer, Henderson. we <laughs> 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 saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds.